You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Hey, welcome to Dead Air 7. This time we're talking about the SAG-AFTRA strike. Shane, the fashion retailer, being sued under the RICO laws. Ooh. And Tate and Tucker, that beautiful powwow that we watched all of. Mm -hmm. But first, you wanted to start with Hack My Home, Christina. Mm -hmm. What's Hack My Home? Uh, Hack My Home is a new TV show on Netflix uh, about interior designers helping people manage their space. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah. Um, you loved it. You got loads of ideas. I. You're writing notes. Really? Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. He's yeah, really um, to clean pennies. Uh, that'll yeah. Include, that'll help my social brand doing that. Yeah, go on. Uh, I can't remember why we, we, why we watched, watched it. it. I think it showed up as like in the top ten on Netflix or something. And I was like, what's this garbage? Let's check it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what was interesting for both of us straight away was it's called Hack My Home and it's from 2023. Yeah. And that seems like yeah. dated lingo. Yeah, and also there's no hacking at all. Uh, it like every single one. Okay, so yeah, tell tell them okay, what it is. So, um, what their plans are. Yeah, uh, people who need help having their homes hacked, um, which basically means like from what I can tell, every episode is pretty much um, people having too much shit and not knowing how to manage their space. Cause you go and. They go into like the houses, and it's like a big, nice house, you know. They're always um, middle class houses. Yeah, uh, like yeah. people who could easily install some cabinets on their own. Yeah. Um, but instead, uh, some people come with a camera and put some cabinets in your house for you. Yeah, I assumed it was going to be like tiny homes. That's what I thought. That's kind of what drew my attention. Which yeah. you know, you would. Okay, yeah, you need to use this space creatively. Yeah. Vertical, like in Wally. That's what I would have. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I was expecting, like, some cool, like, I don't know, tricks for, like, hiding more storage and, you know, like, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, the whole show is them kind of creatively making storage. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you need this room, both as a living room and an office, but there's not enough room to use, use it at the same time. So what we'll do is we'll build you a desk that folds, mm -hmm. that you can fold away. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I've definitely come to the conclusion in my life that uh, I like everything out. Yeah. Yeah, I like everything out. Like, remember the... Drawers um, of the things that I never want to see ever again. Like, a screwdriver. Like, I'm not yeah. going to need that for ages. Yeah, remember the one where... Even then, there are um, spanners all over this house. Hammers. There's an axe over there. You don't like that. Just in case I need to throw something at a snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like, the one where they were like, we're going to use... Um, like 3D modeling to create a ladder that can fold sideways into the wall. Like, why? Why? 3D modeling, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a hack? Someone was like, uh, I've got, I have a degree from MIT or something. Yeah, the, yeah, she keeps it, she keeps saying it. She wants you to know that she's an engineer from MIT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all... She did the brackets course. Yeah, yeah, and... I mean, there's definitely metal roller course. Not anything that requires engineering. No. Going on. It, some of the ideas are really dumb too. Like, yeah. We don't have enough room in our living room. Okay, what we're gonna do is make like a coffee table that rises up out of the floor, uh, or we're gonna make a table. So that you can't has keep it anything on the coffee table. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, or we're gonna um, like have like an elevator that comes up out of the out of the coffee table, so you can have drinks on it. I guess like. But An why? elevator that comes out. Remember, yeah, there was one where so it's like, and then there's another one that comes out there, and it's like a big. Yeah, they were like, "Here's a remote." Cake. Like they had a remote control to push this button, and these little doors open up in the coffee table, and then another table rises up. Like, what exactly are we? What are we doing here? You know. <laughs> all, all of their construction looks flimsy and like, yeah, that that looks nice and it'll work fine for like a couple of years, and then. Like, if these people couldn't be bothered to move their shelves, they're not going to maintain that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's all, like, it's and, like, half the stuff is, like, bought from Amazon, like, mm -hmm. the, the pieces they want to make. And there's definitely at least two episodes where they say, oh, the thing we ordered didn't arrive. 
mm-hmm. let's jimmy up something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was obviously the show was cheap. It was done, you know, I don't know if it was rushed, but it was done on the cheap. Mm-hmm. The hosts are terrible. Yeah. Um, so fake and... Yeah, really obnoxious. The way they, like, force laugh at each other's jokes, like, really, like, dumb jokes, like, constantly. Yeah, it's so fake, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Changing rooms it isn't. Remember Changing Rooms? Mm-hmm. You ever see that? Mm-mm. Maybe it's just a... Yeah, it must have been just a British show where... Two people who would li- who live next door would, with the help of some experts, redesign each other's living rooms. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, we've got a budget of £150 pounds mm-hmm. and some wacky fucking ideas. Yeah, right. They got okay. sued once, I think. Mm. Okay. For ruining my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they were less, less obnoxious. Y- yeah. Um, oops. Something that was, yeah, that was like weird with watching this one is like when normally when you have these kinds of shows mm. where it's like um I still can't remember the name of your life the one where it's like we're gonna build you a new house you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's always like extreme makeover extreme yeah like extreme makeover yeah like aren't those shows it's usually like oh we had like a family tragedy or yeah you know like yeah we got you know my dad got cancer and you know it's yeah. Or is disabled and you know we can't do it ourselves our house is falling apart yeah and, like like you know, ground force another British show, mm-hmm. where they would do all this, but it would be in the garden, and it would be like, so-and-so would love going into the garden, but now he has cerebral palsy, so we're going to mm-hmm. make his garden wheelchair accessible, yeah. and put a, There's like a ramp reason. in, and all, you know, and pick flowers that he can reach, and things yeah. like that. And yeah, that's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously it was, you know, they didn't do it for that, they yeah, did it for TV. TV. Yeah. They weren't yeah. doing that without the cameras, but, but still. There, but there was like some kind of a so you, like You're reason. saying these people don't deserve it. Uh, well, get off your ass. The, That's what you're saying, right? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like I said, the show is like solving problems that don't exist. It's like there's one where they're like, we don't have enough room in our kitchen, and they've got like giant metal like shelving, mm-hmm. like like in aisles you said down it was the kitchen, bigger than the kitchen. Uh, at the restaurant you used to work at. Yeah, they're like, like there's, a, there's not enough room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, not like, you can do like 250 on some nights. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, like, to me, a pretty big kitchen. Um, you have too much shit. You have too you much know? shit. And They've got, like, sense. you're like, we don't have a pantry, so there's no room to put anything. And it's like, how many people live here? Because you'll see on the shelf, there's like 20 boxes of cereal. Like, just stop buying so much shit, and you'll have room. Yeah. You know, and yeah, get some cabinets. And I mean, that's pretty much what they did. They were like, here's some new kitchen cabinets. How's that a hack? What about the guy who owns that dome house? Yeah. And he's owned it since like 1985, and he has four daughters, mm-hmm. and they all sleep in the dome. Yeah, like the loft, like dome part and of the he's bed, going yeah. on about like, oh, I wish they all had their own rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, what you do is you go to Lowe's, and you buy some fucking wood. And you buy some fucking plasterboard. Yeah, and it's like and a you, huge space. And yeah. You build non-retaining walls. It's very easy to do. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't do that, you call someone up and say, "How much to do that?" And the, and it'll be cheap. Yeah. Because you're uh, not you're not you know yeah. doing anything to the and structure. It, and they treat it so seriously. Like the people who come on the show, they seem perfectly nice. You know, most There's of them. No, yeah, just no. Uh, not, yeah. It's not really anything against them or nothing. Just I mean, get off your ass. Um, yeah. Well, like the one lady. Is talking about like she's like crying, saying like all I ever wanted was to be able for the, each of them to have their own bedroom. That's my like dream in life, and like crying like you're get you're pretty, uh, I think you're great. very lucky, dude. You know if that's like you know is that worth a cry? Have, you know lots of kids have to share rooms. All I ever wanted was two cars and one of them. To be yeah, a yeah. Like it's not like you know. Um, yeah, like, you know, we need, like, wheelchair accessibility, you know, like, what you're saying, or, you know what I mean? There's, like, no reason, like, to yeah, do the, any of it. The, there are, you know, millions of homeless people. Yeah, yeah. Build, build one of them a house. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of, like, yeah, like, we have, like, all, we have a whole team to come in and work out that, um, you know, you, you need some cabinets to put your stuff in. Um... And it's all, yeah, um, it's just like Cheap, the most... Cheap, condescending garbage from yeah, Netflix. Yeah, with some very banal problems being solved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what was the one, it's like, the dude's like, um, I work from home and, you know, this is my office area, but this he is also the... He's a psychologist, the, right? Yeah, he was a therapist, he therapist. said. 
Um, and But this is also the game room for the kids, so I really need to like have it to where they can, you know, be in like, you treat it as a game room, but then I can also have my office area. And it's like, do kids need a game room? Don't they have bedrooms? There's just, there's no like problem there, do you know what I mean? Like, you need to have your office to work and we'll tell them to leave. Like, this is, these are not issues, you know? <laughs> tell the kids to fuck off outside for a just bit. throw their toys out the window and lock the door. Yeah, I mean, presumably they go to school and stuff. So, you've got time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what kids do. Yeah. Alright. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. it. It might be worth a hate watch for yeah. a bit, but, but even then it's not actually that funny. It's mostly baffling. The yeah. hosts are especially... I mean, gross, I'd say. Like, without doing anything gross, they never do anything gross, they don't say anything gross, but they yeah. just come across unbelievably phony. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you don't need to be like that, you know, just... Yeah. Like, you could you could really... There must be kind of like an alternative genre. I'd watch shows like this if it was just to some dude who was like, right, well, I'll give it a lick of paint if that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll put some tiles in. Yeah. What's yeah. the tiles you want? I know, yeah. Just, oh, thank you for doing yeah. that. No, no problem. Yeah, just not hacks. Like Next time I'm, on me doing shit around someone else's house. Yeah, I mean, I was saying when we were watching, I was like, I'm going to write these guys an email and be like, my gutters need cleaned. Can you come hack my gutters for me? I've only ever Too dreamed lazy. of having clean gutters. <laughs> but I can't be bothered. <laughs> my true, my own one dream in life is to not have to clean my own gutters. <laughs> Can you please do it for me? I don't get it, just don't have gutters. What's wrong? <laughs> the rain comes off the roof, why do you need gutters? Uh, doesn't it mess your, I don't know, I guess you don't have water pouring over the sides all the time like we do. Or you like go through a waterfall if it's raining to get you out just have the a longer porch. roof. Yeah. Yeah, just not really an issue. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Alright. Um, hack my home. Yeah. Not hacks. Yeah, not hacks. There are hacks in it. <laughs> um, my yeah. Hacks. So, I don't know, anything else to say about that? No. Yep. Uh, then we also watched Bar Rescue. Ah, Bar week, Rescue, which yeah. Which was actually pretty enjoyable. What a find. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like... It's kind of... Kind of like kitchen, like kitchen nightmares, so, yeah. but for bars with this dude, um, this American dude. Who, John Taffer. John Taffer, who actually seems to know his shit. Um, he worked, started working in bars in, like, 1973 or something mm -hmm. after studying what, like... Can you say something on anthropology? Uh, he studied political science with a minor in cultural anthropology and, and went, was a drummer in a, like a punk band. And then went on to become like a bar aficionado. Yeah. It's, it's, we watched some of it ages ago and it was, I guess it was clips mm -hmm. and it didn't appeal to me. Yeah. It seemed like a ripoff. Yeah. But actually it's, um, it's way better than Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, you actually learn stuff. You actually yeah, learn stuff. Show, yeah. He's way more reasonable than Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He's also, I mean, he's doing this, he doesn't need to do it. He's a little bit of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. He's not such a narcissist that, like, it's all about him. Yeah. He gets different people to help him, uh, different yeah, like kind experts. of, like, celebrity chefs, like Tiffers. Tiffers. Yeah. yeah from, I'm from Beaumont. Uh, Beaumont. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Derry from Beaumont and Top Chef. Mm -hmm. People like that to help him and it's way less, like, he's not a bully. Yeah. He's a leader, yeah. not a bully. Yeah. He doesn't need, to, I mean, I and mean, he, there is, there is quite, there's kind of a bit of bullying with the owners. Yeah. Where it's about sort of making them, not unlike Ramsey, like face the truth. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a bit of, there's quite a bit of. Yeah. Exaggeration for TV. And, uh, yeah. But, I mean, he does do yelling and stuff, but yeah. it's stuff that is pretty infuriating. Like, some of the... It's really funny. Like, so many of the episodes are like, our, we have a bar, it's failing. Um, we opened it. Uh, basically, we've opened a nightclub slash strip club in a family neighborhood where the average age is 55. We don't know why we don't get any business, yeah. and nobody knows how to make a drink. <laughs> um, I think it's like... I would describe it as 40% people who are like generally incompetent or lazy or blind mm -hmm. uh, but want to do better. That's, that's kind of, yeah, 40%. 40% people who like just cannot stop drinking yeah, and a lot are, of that. Uh, you know, cannot help themselves. They're in this environment and it, 
definitely comes across like this is their first shot at being like Mr. Popular and center of attention and they just mm-hmm. can't control themselves and they're giving away free drinks and yeah there's a lot of that a there's lot like, of that yeah a lot of, a big common thing um yeah like uh where it looks it appears in many episodes that like the the bar is failing and you see like bartenders or the servers like giving away just shitloads of drinks to people uh and then getting you know their tips and going home and it's like like they're doing it like right in front of people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. There, there was one episode where didn't they say that the girl gave away like four thousand dollars worth of drinks, in like yeah. a day? And then yeah. the and then the other twenty percent, how would you describe that? Like, like just really, <laughs> like really greasy people, like mm, trying to sort of plunder the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Maybe less than twenty percent, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's way grosser than Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, it's more kind of more sad, really, in some of them. Yeah, there's it, variation, but yeah, there's variation, and there's a lot of yeah, like you alcoholics. Know, you know, there's one, yeah, and there's one or two definitely where it is, like no, I think there's one where a guy had a successful bar and then uh, Katrina mm-hmm. happened, and you know he lost it all and lost, you know, and John helps him rebuild his bar and things like that. You know, there are there are ones where it's not really the fault. Yeah. Of anyone, things have just happened. Yeah, but yeah, but often it, it, it's yeah, it's just like people who've no idea, no idea what they're doing. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because one of the first things that he does in like many episodes is just because like line, stupid or drunk. yeah, line up the bartenders and be like, you know, make this cocktail, shoot every fifth like a one. basic cocktail, like make me a Manhattan, and then like nobody knows how to do it, like just basic bartendering, yeah, basic hygiene, yeah, um, fruit flies. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, mold, uh, the one where, um, there was, like, mold growing on the ice machine, and, like, every drink had, like, bits of mold in like it. Like, the ice was green. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. bottom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of, like, just people who are not good business people. Like, that's something that you see a lot, like, not every episode, but a lot of episodes, yeah, it's, like, the owner is, like, an alcoholic, is behind the bar, like, drinking all day long, yeah. and... Um, you know, just doesn't know how to like properly run a business. Like almost like they treat it like a like a hangout. God, the lady who was like so abusive. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. I was. Yeah. 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 On. Where she's just like, she's just like calling them names like all night long Slurps and laughing and... about it. Yeah. And um, he goes crazy. He goes mental. He's like, you show them respect. Yeah. He gets really upset when. Would you like it if someone was calling your daughter a slut? That is somebody's daughter! Yeah, he grew up with someone who was very hard of hearing, I feel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because he's shouting when he's not angry. Yeah. You know, like, you guys did a great job tonight! That's how he does the I'm so proud of you! Yeah, he's very funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's obviously worked in, like, every position in a bar. Mm -hmm. And unlike Ramsey... You can tell that he's had a lot of shit mm-hmm. thrown at him. Like Ramsey became like a professional fine dining chef at like twenty. Like he was in France mm-hmm. and stuff, learning all the culinary arts. Mm-hmm. But this guy was like a normal, like getting called a dickhead everyday bartender. Yeah, he was a bartender and then got promoted and was like ended a, up as a nightclub manager. Yeah, and like, o- a, like a, a really nightclub. popular yeah, club, the Troubadour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yeah, seems to actually like really know what he's doing, and um, and he really sticks up with the staff usually. Yeah, he gets really upset at anyone abusing staff, which is which is common. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it is a lot like Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, but, hmm? sorry, I was go- no, I was gonna say just to interrupt you, the twenty percent. I was actually gonna say, mm. yeah, it's not twenty percent, but like another ten percent are like people who aren't any of those things but are, like, super narcissists and failed artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And they want to play their god-awful music. Yeah, the lady who was doing her, like, Yoko Ono screaming 60 over year piano. 60-year-old woman. Lady who's uh, opened this... And she'd opened, like, a two-story bar in, like, a really... Like, in downtown wherever. Like, mm-hmm. really expensive. Like, $20,000 a month rent. Yeah. And just doing this, like, god-awful jazz. Mm-hmm. 
She's just like screaming. And she gets upset with him because he's like 2% of the market like jazz. Mm -hmm. You need a more accessible music. Like, mm -hmm. it's about the art. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like yeah, well, why jazz, you open a bar He's like, there? jazz is the least popular form of music in this neighborhood. Like, if it was about the art, you'd be gigging at other people's venues, but yeah. you won't because you're awful. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that, isn't there? There's a lot of that, yeah. If you um, could turn back time. I was just time. thinking of that. If I could turn back time. Just going room to room singing that song that over and over. That one song. That was so funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of like, you know, almost like people opening a bar, but really what they want to do is like be a famous musician. Be or, loved. Be yeah. adored. Mm-hmm, yeah. Be friends. There, yeah, there, be a player. There are certain owners who like just treat it like... Like their personal playground, like they like almost acting like they're not concerned at all if they make money. Like the yelling lady, um, didn't they say that uh, she's losing like five thousand dollars per month with the bar open, and her husband's like paying all the bills, and she's just like drinking all night at the end of the oh, bar. Oh, the yelling lady, yeah, yelling right, lady. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. like people who almost like want to just treat it like their hangout rather than a business, you know? Or uh, the Nick looking fella. Oh yeah, it was, oh my it was God. like his grandma's retirement fund going into that or something. Yeah. Was that the guy that was like, we shot a porn? Yes, that in, was in the... front of customers while the bar is open, right here on this couch in the middle of the room. So do you think there was that's a... not legal? <laughs> they, yeah, they, so they shot shot a porn on a couch, um, which they got paid paid for. Mm -hmm. I don't know why anyone would do that. Like. Some porn producer is like, we'll have to we'll have to get a bar location, otherwise we won't be able to sell it. Yeah. If we just do it in the back room, people are like, that's the same back room as the last porno you made. Yeah, yeah, like they're really concerned yeah. about I'm going to stop watching this, <laughs> put my knob away and yeah. mow the lawn. Yeah, um, yeah, so he shot a porn where he's in the background... Yeah. The owner's in the background, apparently. We never saw the porn, but we heard a lot of it. Yeah, or just some... Pretend sound effects, perhaps. Just, just some lady in the production office going, Whoo! I mean, I suspect that might be the case. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there were customers in the background. So how did that work? Like, did this start happening? And Like, if, if, if I was in a bar and somebody started making a porn over on the other end and I had, like, half a beer left, yeah. would I be like, well, I'm not going to down it. <laughs> um, I'll just finish this and leave. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely be interested. Like, is that really happening? Yeah. I'd be pretty confused, I think, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, like... I'd be um, pretty confused. I'd be, I'd be pretty baffled, yeah. There, But there's tons of that, and, um... Yeah, where, um, it'll be, like... Uh, where, like, the... Say, like, the bartenders are all, like, basically dressed like strippers and, like, dancing on poles and shit badly. Um, and just, like, taking their clothes off and stuff, and John is watching one of the hidden cameras going, That's illegal! They don't have a nudity license! Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, that's not legal. <laughs> yeah, he knows the laws, huh? Yeah. yeah that's not legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so that's definitely a theme as well of uh, our bar's not working uh, and I don't want to lose the bartenders, but they're not making any money. So what they'll do is strip. Mm -hmm. And, like, it always baffles me, like, how they go along with that. Yeah. Seem yeah. to, like... Mm -hmm. I've never... I mean, there's loads of bars in this where, like, the... People behind the bar are wearing bikinis and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've never yeah. seen that in real life. Like, is yeah. that common? Um, I just imagine a pub in England with someone wearing a bikini. Like and not being like a, you know, like, a 300 pound, six foot tall shave man with a tattoo of Sheffield Wednesday yeah. on the back of his head with Wednesday spelt wrong. Going, what well, would be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Yeah, like in bikinis. My pub experience like, is not cooking. sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's always, as well, like, the weird part with, with those cases on the show, too, is always, like, it's in a place where, like, that kind of, like, a, in a neighborhood where, like, that kind of place just would never do a lot of business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the average person here is... A dentist. 45 and makes an income, household income of $60,000 a year and has 2.5 children. Like, they're not going to your nightclub. Yeah. You know, in your shit town or whatever. Um, like, just, just weird ideas. Not going to the Velvet Lounge. Yeah. 
Um, the Velvet Lounge. Uh-uh. The, was, it, was it called the Velvet Lounge? Something Lounge on that corner. What are you talking about? In Indianapolis. It was always like really brightly lit and always empty. Yeah. Oh, um... Never mind. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, anything else to say? Other than I would... Love John Taffer. You know, the reason we watched it, I think, is because we got a free trial for Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you fancy getting a free trial, you got a spare email. Yeah. Give it a go if you fancy it. It's, you know, again... Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty funny and, you know, he he's almost always right. He makes good points and... Yeah. Uh, I guess what what keeps me kind of watching it without it sort of you know all washing over and becoming one is there are there is actually information in there. Mm-hmm. They talk about you know how mold affects people. Yeah. They talk about uh, if you're using if you're going to mix a drink with citrus, mm-hmm. you always want to shake it, never stir it. Yeah, and, and like this and is the science behind yeah, it. Yeah, like the chemical reaction. I learned that. Like, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Very interesting. Yeah, you can actually learn some stuff. You know, so. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot, um, it's definitely it's more... It's not highbrow or anything, but... No, of course not, but, yeah, I mean, um, definitely not highbrow. Uh, but it's not lowbrow either. No, um... Maybe the titty bar episode. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah. And yeah, like, actually learn stuff, and yeah, it's... You know, he does do yelling and stuff, you know, he's like Gordon Ramsay in that way, but... Gordon Ramsay always, also always comes across like he's like looking to pick a fight rather than actually, yeah. you know, like instead of, you know, like John Taffer will be like, you know, this is the wrong way to do it and this is why, you know. Gordon Ramsay will go through this pantomime often of being like, right, uh, get the chef to make me this mm-hmm. and then like confront the chef knowing full well mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's someone making like thirteen pound $13 an hour who is at the complete behest of the idiot owner, mm-hmm. but still go through and like scream at them and be like, how can you be fucking proud of yeah, yourself? Like knowing full well that they have no control yeah. over the menu or yeah. anything. Yeah. And like, yeah. And yeah, just, just stay still. All right. Just stay still. Freaking me out. It's like being sat next to a ferret. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, he'll go through all of that and he'll berate people and, they're very rarely like professional chefs. They're in that role, but they're they're a cook who's been you know employed doing that. Mm. This is almost true in, on every episode of Kitchen Nightmares. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not someone making fifty grand a year. It's someone you know on a shit schedule, getting treated like shit with all this responsibility. Yeah. John doesn't do that. John just goes straight into the owner and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. And. Uh... And sometimes, yeah. you know, he will have it out with a barman or yeah, a chef. Yeah, sometimes, or but for the most part, like, he's perfectly reasonable. You know, he'd, you know, like, you know, I think he realizes, like, it's not their fault, you know, if these bar, you know, because he'll always go straight to the owner. Yeah, like, you know, your bartenders don't know how to make a basic drink. Uh, oh, well, did you train them? Uh, yeah. Okay, no, you didn't. You know, like, it's not very, well. you know, he, like, he takes it directly, you know, it's, it's their fault. You know, and he just goes right at it and doesn't necessarily piddle around the way Ramsey does, like pretending, you know, that he doesn't know things that he knows. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. What do um, we have next? Tate and Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Tucker Carlson did an interview with Andrew Tate the on Carlson Twitter. flew to Romania. Yes. And interviewed Andrew Tate. Um, right. Do you need to explain who either of those people are? Probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, um, just for Andrew, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is who, a well-known, well-known online misogynist. Yeah. Um, who is currently being charged with um, sex trafficking. And rape. And rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically f- just went on and yeah, told a whole bunch of... Lies. You know, easily. Disprovable. Pr- disprovable lies. Yeah, like... Talking about none of the girl, you know, like saying that that what he's in trouble for is getting girls to do TikTok uh, and taking their TikTok money. Um, no, it's a webcam business. Like, why did you not say at any point in the interview? Like, he kept saying TikTok. You know, they think that I'm getting girls to do TikTok against their will, um, and saying that 
were the big ones saying that um, none, all of the victims have said that they're not victims. Okay, well, why are you suing two of them then for defamation? They definitely are saying they're victims. Um, yeah, just a whole load of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, cheeseburgers. He, um, he definitely started off with a plan to try and conflate a lot of the charges. Mm -hmm. Um, but he didn't help himself. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, his followers saw it and were like, see, or something, I don't know, but yeah. I don't think any, you know, I don't think anyone changed their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but good to know that both of those fellas are keeping their media machines going with this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, Tucker Carlson, as always, comes across uh, not at all like a people person, uh, an uncomfortable interviewer. Uh, he comes across as someone who hasn't been in the business for 20 years. His laugh, too. He still can't <laughs> affect a, a realistic laugh. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Just don't laugh. You don't need to laugh every time Andrew Tate says yeah, something, you know, yeah. vaguely sarcastic. He definitely didn't say anything funny. Uh, I, Andrew Tate comes across like he has an IQ of like ninety. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't come across very stupid. Just a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, the whole thing about like I don't need to do TikTok stuff because he never says what he was actually doing, which was sex canning stuff. Mm. You know, his argument was it was legal. Yeah. I don't need to do TikTok talking stuff for money. I'm a successful man already. On his websites, it says that's how he made his money. Yeah, his old website. Before, um, before some of the controversy and stuff uh, around him came out. Yeah, his old website, which he's changed. And it says right there, like, this is how I made all of my money. I convince women to fall in love with me and then I get them to do sex work and pay me their money. He says it. Which is a common tactic for yeah. traffickers. He just, just describes the lover boy method. Slavers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what, what was Tucker's angle here? Because um, this is fringe even for him. Yeah. Um, what was his angle here? Yeah. Well, his views on Twitter since he started his Twitter show have been down drastically. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just that. Yeah, maybe just, you know. Um, Andrew Tate, you know, is attention grabbing, so I'll interview him. We watched it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow watched the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Um. It was fascinating. Yeah, it, it was fascinating, and, like, Tucker being very disingenuous, talking about, you know, well, what you're really into, Andrew, is, like, you know, traditional family, you know, like, what's so, what's so, uh, uh, bad about just saying that men should protect women? Like, that's not the issue here, dude. You know. Yeah, um, Andrew Tate especially is someone who you just, there's no point of debating because it, it's all circles mm -hmm. and, you know, gets to the point where he said this in the Tucker Carlson thing, um, you know, if you want to believe your mainstream statistics mm -hmm. and things like that, you start going on about vaccines mm -hmm. and things like that, like what's that based on? Nothing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, talks in a way where he he talks as if like well you know well people should pe people you know are probably thinking differently now with what's come out like there's been a study that's come out mm. that's changed things or something and there hasn't and they all do that is kind of refer to things that they know don't exist because they know that people won't look mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly I mean that seems to be his whole strategy here is like just say things and hope that people I mean the don't look the my pillow guy. Uh, what's his name? Lindell. Yeah, Mike Lindell. Yeah. Yeah, he... His presentation of voter fraud, um, from what I read about, uh, I think someone suing him over that, but not Smartmatic, mm. was uh, one of his... One of the documents that he presented uh, was just, like, graphs with no uh, explanation as to what the axes were. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Excel spreadsheets mm -hmm. with just like random data put in, mm -hmm. like almost like someone unhinged and possibly on a cocaine binge had realized like, oh fuck, I've got 30 minutes uh -huh. and yeah. you know, my other, you know, bullshit fantasy plans haven't worked it out. Mm -hmm. I like me with my chemistry homework. Just write down some numbers. Moles 
moles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was um yeah, fascinating and gross. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yep. Um Yeah. Yeah, Twitter of all places. Yeah. Um You've been relegated to Twitter. So yeah. if you want to watch two hours of it, watch it on your phone because there's no Twitter T V app. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is, but I'm not getting it. Yeah. 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 Still an awful player. <laughs> yeah. Like every time, like we'd go to like pause it and it's like uh, the button's over there. <laughs> in a place that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah, anything yeah. else to say about nope. Andrew Tate and Tucker? Not really. Yeah. Do you? Not really, just... Yeah. Oh, what about the stuff about uh, I smoke five cigars a day to keep up my testosterone? Oh yeah, where he's talking about... Yeah, talking about you can keep your testosterone up by smoking cigarettes. Uh, like, what a, what a weird kind of weird way to shill for tobacco. I mean, yeah. it almost... It would almost be grosser if he hadn't, I don't think he has, but I mean, it would be grosser if he hadn't been paid by tobacco to do that. Yeah. Like, why not just say, like, yeah, I like smoking cigars. Why do you have to be like, so it keeps my testosterone up? Yeah. 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 Um. <sighs> oh, That's why the it. ancient Greeks were a bunch of pussies, wasn't it? They didn't have access to tobacco. <laughs> That's why the Incas invaded. Yeah. Alright, what's next? Um, next, uh, the SAG strike. Go on then. You go on then. You have <laughs> stuff to say. And not yeah. You explain it. Um, SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. What's that stand for? The Screen Actors Guild. Guild of something something. American. America something. Yeah. Fraternity. Whatever it is. Yeah. Teen yeah. Real Association. Um, they're on strike now, uh, in solidarity with the writer strike. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I guess, oh, I saw, like, stuff about how, like, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con is, like, gonna have, like, no panels for any shows, like, everybody's pulled out because of the strike, and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of what I've seen about it is, you know, just people saying, like, you know, Bob Iger's salary alone would be enough to, like, you know, cover the demands and, you know. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think that, um, I think the last time the Writers Guild and the, say, you know, um, Actors Guild, maybe they were called something different. Mm -hmm. I think the last time this happened was 1960. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty historical and yeah, I, you know, I support them, um, always support unions against big corporations. It's, you know, it's not like... Universal and Disney are struggling and like you said, mm -hmm. it's not like It's not like they they couldn't pay them more which mm -hmm. is you know, they're interested in paying the the executive c-suite mm -hmm. more yeah, yeah. and um, Something I've seen banded around a lot which seems really egregious is they you know a lot of studios are wanting to sign uh, get background artists i.e. extras uh, to sign contracts where the studio will be able to use their image in perpetuity mm -hmm. which is not you know which is not unnormal mm -hmm. you know you, you know like in collaborator we got the actors to agree you know we can use your face to promote the movie forever mm -hmm. not to do anything you know yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. can't put drew's face on some baby formula or something yeah but, but yeah but um but yeah the i but what this contract is that they want background artists uh, to sign is uh, would allow studios to use AI recreations, AI, mm -hmm. AI, AI mm -hmm. recreations generated with computer programs, which could mean potentially that, you know, some some background artist does something and maybe they become, you know, successful, bankable in the future. And then they, you know. The studio can use their image for a film that they're not even involved in, don't even mm. know exists. Yeah, it's almost like... Maybe they don't yeah. even become famous and that happens. Maybe yeah. they die and that happens. Yeah, you, and you that does seem a bit gross. You can see the, yeah, the dangers, like... I mean... Certainly, if, if it were me, and it was like, okay, you get to use my face and you can make my face with AI, like, that's work you're not going to get in the future then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like... 
But is this inevitable? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, I, I definitely understand and I support the pushback against that. That doesn't seem fair. So you get paid like $200 a day for being on a set for 10 hours and then, mm -hmm. and then you know, instead of... You're, and then never working again, Yeah. potentially. Um, I mean, it's not like all movies or TV are going to have access to this straight away, but mm -hmm. maybe in 10 years. But then on the other hand, you know, if they are at the point where they can take someone's face and stick it where they want, they can make their own faces. Mm. And, you know, I guess in 50 years' time, we'll be at a point where, you know, someone can make a film that looks like a real film and mm -hmm. looks like it had an enormous production budget on their computer at home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. Yeah, that's um, great too. Yeah. But obviously that's going to be tremendously disruptive. And I don't think in 50 years' time, 100 years' time when that happens, no one will be using cameras. Mm -hmm. But I imagine it'll be the people using cameras to make films will be like weirdos like me like i want to make a film with a camera mm -hmm. or uh weirdos like christopher nolan like i'm i'm gonna make this film on a 70 millimeter camera mm -hmm. but i imagine a lot of like mainstream content and also your people in your bedroom making stuff mm -hmm. could just do it on their computers and mm -hmm. that's yeah. wonderful you know no budget constraints yeah it's just that's obviously going to be incredibly disruptive mm -hmm. for many innocent people yeah on the way there as I think it probably always is. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, so in my view, yeah, I support the strike. I think, I think it's a losing battle, unfortunately, but not necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, oh, was I reading about the a leak saying that the the studios um, plans are to starve them out, like make them lose their homes, and then they'll come back. They say, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that had a lot of people up in arms. Which which could have been bullshit. Yeah, it could have been planted by the union, yeah. But on the other hand, like, uh, that's a strike. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, what, what, what are their, what is their strategy going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, what we'll do, our workers are striking, so what we'll do is we'll go and talk to them and we'll say, look, we'll, we'll cover your costs while you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can keep doing it indefinitely, like... Yeah, that's what a strike is, is who can outlast the other one. Yeah. Like, why is that shocking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. The studios want us to lose our houses, wasn't it? Yeah. You guys have houses? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what they were saying. But once they start, you know, losing houses because they can't pay their mortgage, they'll come back and give us what we want. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know, anything else to say about that? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you? No, I mean, how long has it been now since the writer's strike's been going on for like two months, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, if mm -hmm. people could only do a general strike, you know, for the, I don't know, general conditions of the poor. Yeah. The homelessness everywhere. Mm -hmm. The poverty. The injustice. Yeah. Yeah, if only. If only. Yeah. Um, what have we got next? The Sound of Freedom. I don't have much to say about that. I, I haven't have, seen it. Yeah, we haven't seen it. I don't really have much to say either. Um, the only thing I really had to say was just that I thought it was hilarious that there are like conspiracy theories going around about like the air the air conditioner stopped working during our our showing and it was unbearably hot. Hollywood wants you to not see this movie. So they've got people who are like, damn, we, we missed the real delivery. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, like unaware that like theaters don't have to show it, show it if that's yeah. what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, basically people just describing, you know, the theater experience yeah. that, you know, that I've had. I mean, you know, here, the bulbs here I light. thought that this uh, is a conspiracy to yeah. make people not want to go and see this. Yeah. What conspiracy? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that must, you know. Uh, remember when we went to see uh, Endgame and there was a kid sleeping next to me who was snoring the entire movie, like, yeah. really loudly? Yeah. Turns out that was a woke conspiracy against Avengers. It was, it was actually Thanos in disguise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Um, he was also clapping every time Thanos came on. Yeah. Booing. 
every time the Avengers came on. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I also read an article, a brief article, in um, interviewing actual human trafficker police officers mm. um, who work in various agencies, and they said it it was inaccurate and even dangerous to weave the the picture that they were trying to weave where it, it's kind of, I again I haven't seen the movie this is just what they were saying it, it's kind of like the idea of taken of mm. people, of kids being snatched and whilst that does happen it's more often uh, people get trafficked because they are sold by their parents who are desperate because they're drug addicts or mm. very very poor or they get kicked out of their house often because they're LGBTQ mm. and then they have no way to survive and end up getting pimped out mm. and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. basically saying that it's mis At misrepresenting how it really happens. Yeah. yeah. And that could potentially, they, they argued it could potentially be dangerous when you've got a jury expecting taken. Mm-hmm. But actually, like most things, it's a, a much more banal, much more evil thing. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not having seen, I don't know. Yeah. I, but the, the main actor has said some absolutely insane shit. Jim Caviezel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like kind of a nutcase. Um, yeah. Adrenochrome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I guess people are saying is that it's like borderline QAnon adjacent type stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do we have next? Um, Shane. Shane. Okay. I had never heard of Shane. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. S H E I N. Mm -hmm. They're uh, actually the um, number one app, mm -hmm. shopping app. Okay. Uh, Amazon is number two. Okay, never heard of it. They're worth $66 billion. Okay. They've had quite a meteoric rise. They made something like $10 billion in revenue in 2020. Mm -hmm. They made like $100 billion in 2022. Mm -hmm. It's a Chinese-based consortium where they don't actually uh, own the, the factories that supply them. They just have contracts with them. They have mm -hmm. contracts with about 300 factories. And... They are being sued by three separate independent designers who are all like small designers, like working, you know, independent operators who employ like a handful of people, mm -hmm. like less than 10. They're being sued for uh, ripping them off. Mm -hmm. And uh, from the images, they definitely rip them off. Okay. Uh, one woman designed like, um, I don't know how you'd call it, like kind of like pop art mm -hmm. with words and... Uh, they sold it as wall art. They they right. took her design that she put on like I don't know a t-shirt or something, and okay. they they took it and sold it as wall art. And then when she contacted them, they said, "Do you want five hundred dollars?" And then the year later, they asked her if she they, she wanted to work with them, and she told them to fuck off. Yeah, right. Okay, so just stealing people's work. Stealing people's work. Um, and it's interesting that in the NPR article I read about it, it doesn't mention the word or phrase, or acronym, AI, mm. ever. But in the other articles I've read about it, it does. And they're allegedly using AI, again, a computer program, mm. uh, not to design patterns, but to, act but to scrape the internet mm. for uh, not just designs, but social media posts with designs, social media posts that get lots of views, lots of traction. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they've got a program that identifies or tries to identify trends mm -hmm. and rip them off. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and the company uh, has, you know, it's a Chinese tape. It's a Chinese-owned company. Mm -hmm. It uh, has terrible labor practices. Mm -hmm. uh, it basically operates sweatshops. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they've charged them under RICO, which is the Anti-Racketeering Act, because they have uh, a myriad of companies and shell companies um, that are all essentially in place to obfuscate liability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. How'd you come across this? Just reading just, new stuff. I just read about it, and uh, I think the lawsuit was filed on Thursday. Okay. And right. I saw it there and then read more about it. Like I say, I've not heard about it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're trying, they're trying for an IPO, and what they're trying to do right now is sort of brand wash. What's it called? Greenwashing? Um, greenwashing. They're trying to essentially sort We're of... We're environmentally friendly. ...launder their brand, pretend to be environmentally friendly, pretend to be, mm -hmm. you know, not working people to death. Right. Sort mm -hmm. of thing. And, of course, it's the American consumer who's propping this company up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of it. Never either. heard of it either. Um... We're out of touch. <laughs> yeah, I no, mean... No, it's the children who are wrong. It's the children. Well, that's why I'm wearing this lovely floral shirt, mm -hmm. which I bought from Primark for $3, and was definitely made by a slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did you guys get this? This is the um, one of the matching shirts that he has. With we only bought one matching shirt each. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got it from Primark, pretty sure. Primark. There's a Primark in Indianapolis? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm just curious. It was a Primark-like store. Okay. I don't know, I don't go into stores and go, why do I care what it's called? Yeah, alright, some place, you get it some place. Yeah, yeah. clothes store. Mm-hmm. Shirt store, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks nice in you, I think. George says that his dream is to wear all Hawaiian shirts all the time. No. Weren't you just saying that? No, when we... I haven't bought any new clothes in, like, years. Mm -hmm. And when I finally do, I'm going to save up a little nest so I can do it all at once. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to buy some really embarrassing shit. Yeah. Okay. For you. Yeah. I'm thinking red Hawaiian shirts, mm -hmm. floral, blue. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Miami Vice vibe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I support you. Yeah, thanks. I'm dressed however you want. I don't care. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe like Tom Hardy in uh, Inception. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a... Like a hairdresser. Nightclub owner. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I want to look like a greasy nightclub owner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to keep a... Yeah, because I like the pocket as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep a black and mild there at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um, uh, so that that's Shein, mm -hmm. and I thought that was interesting how um, how quickly they have risen, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that they don't actually own any factories. It's all a contract thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Which I think would potentially mean they're vulnerable. Like I, I'm interested in their IPO and how that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. keep me informed. I will. I, guess. <laughs> I will. Okay, what do we have next? Um, that was it on the list. Well, today. Um, one thing I wanted to mention mm -hmm. um, was that uh, there's a summit in South Africa in August, mm -hmm. and Putin says he's going, mm -hmm. but there's an international arrest warrant out for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but South Africa have said, like, well, we can't arrest him. Mm -hmm. We'd prefer he didn't come. And he's like, no, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. Would you arrest him? Um. Like, what, if I were, like, Interpol or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If they've got an arrest warrant, then... I mean, do you, do you like the idea of, it, you know, Interpol being there and being like, well, what do you mean, have the South African government cleared our arrest? Mm -hmm. We're Interpol, we don't have to ask them. Yeah, right. And just doing it. Yeah. And prime ministers and presidents having to call each other like, what the fuck? Who told Interpol to do that? No one told them to do it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, you got... Anything else about... You annoyed by, by me no. mentioning this? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, mentioning Putin? No. Putin. No, you're totally fine. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of... So Putin is... Uh, I guess they're trying to, you know... Show, show influence, show dominance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. A bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking you could have a whole... You know, if they arrested him, it would be a huge diplomatic incident which could potentially lead to war. Mm -hmm. But what you could do 
is South African government can promise that they're not going to arrest him. Mm. And then uh, af- immediately after he takes over from Moscow, you do a, a Western-backed coup in mm. South Africa, complete deniability, Cat Shannon style. Mm-hmm. Coup the government. It's a different government. Maybe a bloodless coup, that'd be great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then by the time he lands, it's technically a different government. And they have nothing to do with the West. They've not even established relationships. Never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Biden, no idea who he is. But you're under arrest. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. Do you like that idea? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then it what like it's a table right there, right on the tarmac with like three judges mm-hmm. going sit fuck down. We're doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Someone quickly behind them like loading a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, nothing to say about that then. Sorry, I thought you'd have loads of geopolitical comments about well, I could lose oh. a revolution in Russia, which could be more dangerous than the current situation if Putin does remain in power. Um, no, I just I hadn't. Yeah, don't know if I have much of an opinion. Other than him. Fuck Putin. Yeah, here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. My wild prediction. Okay. I think there's something going to happen where... I don't know if it's going to be that. But he'll get on a plane to go somewhere. And then it'll land. And no one will be able to find him. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be like really, really unclear what has happened. Mm-hmm. Like it, even the like chatter in Russian intelligence circles will be like... Who did that? Mm-hmm. Like, Did what? Yeah, right. Like, maybe he's playing a game with us. Maybe he's in the toilet. Not coming out. Let's see what we do. Maybe it's a test. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a test. Maybe yeah. he... Maybe he... I tried to trick you. <laughs> Actually, I'm not Vladimir Putin. I'm D.B. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. This is a heist. <laughs> he jumps out of a plane. Yeah. And... There never was a Russian president for the last 20 years. I just steal. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Anything um, else? Yeah, I don't know. Anything else um, to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. Not really. I hope I wasn't too boring this one. Very tired. We didn't care on the last ones. <laughs> no, I was just yeah, sleepy. We were, my niece spent the night uh, with us last night and we were up late watching horror movies. What did you think of The Nun? It was alright. Yeah? Yeah, um, it was alright. I thought that the actress playing... The main actress lady was pretty good. Can you name one good movie with nuns in it? Um, uh, Sister Act? I was about to say Sister Act, but I can't remember if it's good. I haven't seen it in a very long time. No, not good. It's worth a revisit, but now okay. it's... Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's now Sister Act 2. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I can't really think of any other good nun movies. Uh, nuns on the Run? Where the whole joke is basically nuns are so ugly that Robbie Coltrane and Eric Idle, two forty-five-year-old men, could easily masquerade as them by just wearing a habit. Right. That's the. I think they're criminals, mm-hmm. and or so you know something. Mm-hmm. Not nasty criminals though, like bank robber criminals. Yeah. You know, and they have to hide in a convent and pre- speak like that and praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it. Yeah. And it is kind of convincing. Eric Idle, when he's got the habit on, I'm like, I'd do her. Uh-huh. <laughs> In a pinch. <laughs> sure. Sexy 50-year-old nun. <laughs> Dower nun. Mm-hmm. Did you like so the film The Nun? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. yeah. Not, it was alright? Not generally into um, it was rubbish. those kinds of things. But, you know. but it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it was fun. It it had a hammer-esque quality where uh, it felt kind of fresh in that its its cliches and bad writing weren't the cliches and bad writing of a lazy Hollywood room. Mm -hmm. Hollywood writer's room. Mm -hmm. It didn't come across as lazy, just shit. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I liked it better than those other ones that are part of that series. Some of them have been really awful. Like, didn't we watch Annabelle? That was terrible. I know we watched Bad Ben. Yeah, that's actually kind of worth a watch. <laughs> is that at least all of them, is it? I wonder, yeah, I don't know. 
That was very funny, yeah. We, Grandpa makes makes movies over the weekend at his we, house. We found a, a number of films, there were like eight of them, Yeah. called Bad Ben on Amazon, which I, I don't know how we found it. I've never seen it advertised since. Yes. And they must have been made for like a grand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just Grandpa, like... Moving a doll around his house. Shooting everything scared. with ring cameras. Yeah. And it is truly, I mean, it's kind of unbelievably amateur. Yeah. All the brand stuff, too. There's like a Pringles can, like right in shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's not advertising Pringles or anything. No, he it's just, just that's, what he, that's what he had around. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, they're, they're so funny. Yeah. They're like little dolls terrorizing him, but obviously he's made them himself, so they never move or anything. Yeah. It's just like, here's a shot of me going to the fridge, and then the dolls moved. Yeah. And do you remember when yeah. do you remember when they like he first confronts the dolls and they they like, I can't they kill someone or something, like Yeah. And he's get, he's screaming at these like little porcelain dolls, like, You sick bitches! Yeah, yeah. You bitch. Like he's <laughs> trying not to laugh yeah. in his own movie. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe I'll have to look them up and make Damien watch all of them. That'd be a good one, yeah. It'd be good to talk about that. Bad yeah. Ben, one to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, each one was just, like, the same thing. Now the doll is in the driveway. No, yeah. no. Bad Ben 4 introduces multiverses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about those. We'll have to revisit that. We will. Yeah, I hope they're still there. All right then. So yeah, that's that's our homework. Bad Ben. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right. Yeah, probably watch some more Bar Rescue. Probably we will. Probably we will. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Thank you very much for watching. See you next time. See you. Bye. Sorry for being boring. <laughs>